welcome everybody to another episode of the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm your guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. And today we have a wonderful guest here on the show. We have Clay McCormick is on the show, folks. Writer, artist of many cool things, indie bloody hell. Batman coming up here actually very soon. White Knight, I should say. Red Hood. And much, much more. I mean, he's wonderful artist, by the way. Very beautiful work. Very beautiful writing. And he's on the show today, and we get to talk about so much fun stuff. And if you're a fellow creative out there, you're going to take a lot, a lot of uh, notes from this because we talk about being a creative nowadays and, and getting your books out there if you're a comics especially uh, getting your comic books out there showing what you got being creative and you know finding outlets as well too as therapy in a way so we talk about video games wrestling uh, comics of course batman a lot a lot of stuff hopefully you guys enjoy this talk with clay and if you guys do like it make sure you guys subscribe to wherever you listen to the podcast for new episodes for people i talk to from all over comics uh, you can subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast and i'm on twitch coderex 97 if you want to catch my video game playthroughs these days and youtube dakota morgan where i talk all things dinosaur nature video games other stuff as well we post episodes of the podcast too uh twitter at dakota morgan 3 and instagram at dakota underscore morgan 97 if you want to catch my adventures with animals of course and dinosaur things and comics and all the jazz like that and yeah i think that's gonna be about it i do want to say thank you to all the fans who've been listening to the show for a while now we're on three four years actually of this show and it's a beautiful beautiful time so without further ado though on me rambling on let me go into my talk with clay all right, and yet it's recording. Now, Clay, good man, I do want to say is thank you for joining me on the show today. It's actually an honor to have you here. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I uh, I, I saw have, have a few friends in the industry who I saw that you had talked to before, and they said you were a great guy, and so I said, you know what? Let me get some of that. Fuck yeah. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> I actually kind of makes you feel pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what's the power of doing this show for three fucking years? Is you definitely, oh, three years, huh? Yeah, three years, yeah. maybe four four at this point but we, i feel like we lost years so i don't really count that <laughs> man fuck well yeah it's, i mean it's honestly like this is a, a thing i don't know do you like doing podcasts that often yeah i do them quite a bit actually i've i uh oh. i'm a i'm a, a co-host on a star trek podcast that's been going for uh geez eight years i think get i did not know that yeah i uh i i only became the the every the, the permanent co-host maybe three years ago maybe maybe long i don't know time runs together at this point yeah um i i remember we were doing deep space nine at the time so where, wherever that oh. was in the in the in the uh the, the stack i'm not sure and i also do uh um a batman podcast with uh sean murphy who does white knight uh called badass the badass podcast where we talk about the batman the animated series show we're in the we just started uh we're just about to start season two of batman beyond Wow. Um, oh, that's uh, I, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and I also do a horror podcast. All I do is podcasts, honestly. Really? It's it's taking up most of my life. I have a horror podcast that I do called uh, The Rotten Horror Picture Show, where uh, myself and my co-host Amanda, we do movies off the Rotten Tomatoes 200 Best Horror Movies of All Time list. Basically, it's just all of this is an excuse for me to just watch a bunch of crap and then talk about it because, mm. you know... Uh, apparently people will listen and I don't just have to, I give, I give my girlfriend a break and she's, and <laughs> so when I'm like, listen, no, I need to tell you about the subtext involved in the dawn of the dead and the day of the dead back to back. And she's like, just do a podcast and leave me alone. I'm like, all right. Oh, really? <laughs> I feel like my girlfriend's on that road right now. I really yeah. do. I think she's like waiting for like that thing. She's like, listen, just start another fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in a, a part. Well, you know, know, it's, I find it to be very fun. I like talking about, uh, movies and TV. I, I kind of, I kind of, 
weirdly, I see it as a bit of a writing exercise to a certain point, because, you know, if you're, if you're looking at something analytically, you're, you're thinking about it a little bit differently than if you were just watching it to watch it. So uh, it, it allows me to kind of uh, work my brain around story and, and, and uh, uh, structure and, and, and illustration, and all that kind of stuff. And it just, it feels you. It really feels you. I mean, it does. Like, yeah. it, it is stuff you love too. I mean, if it was something you hated, oh, you'd hate your life. <laughs> that would that would suck. Um, yeah, but it's it's fun to. It's it's something I've kind of been doing my whole life, uh, and now I can kind of monetize it slightly. So that's a plus. <laughs> like I said, slightly, because everyone thinks if you do a podcast, you have to be rich or you get a lot of money from podcasts. But mm-hmm. maybe you do. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Clay, because you you probably have a way bigger audience than I do, um, and a lot of shit. But especially doing that many podcasts. I don't think a lot of people make money, like a lot of big money, unless you're like really big celebrity. Yeah. 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 It takes a, I mean, it's kind of a, the more niche your show is probably the, the, I mean, I don't want to generalize, but, uh, um, let's say, let's just say there's a lot of Star Trek podcasts out there. And so, uh, it's not exactly like we've, we've got the entire Star Trek fan base listen to our show, but we do have our fans and we appreciate all of them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, it, what's nice is everybody kind of has a different take on things. And so you can kind of find the show if there are multiple shows about the same, um, content or, or, or show or whatever, uh, you can kind of look around and see what, what show lines up with, with, uh, your own kind of view or, or in, you enjoy the most or, uh, entertains you the most. So. I look at it as a library, and in every library sure. you yeah. have shit ton of books. Like they're all books. Like, and then you have lots of different writers and artists. Or if it's a comic, or if it's a novel, you know, you have lots of different writers, and each one's different. And it's like I, I, that's what I love about it. And people keep telling me to like, oh, there's so many podcasts out there. There's so many. I'm like, yeah, but that's kind of a good thing. It, it really is. Like if you're trying, if you're making it, maybe not. But it, you know, in the sense of there's just options, and you had hit it nail on the head there of. You maybe like a certain subject and you don't like the host of it because they say certain things or whatnot, but you you like the way that they run things there and they have good music and shit like that. Like, hell, I listen to a podcast on Halo, Uh, like the video game franchise. Like, it's great. It's it's crazy. Like, you can basically any kind of uh, thing that you take in, if you look to see if there's a podcast, there probably is. Oh, 100%. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, any, anytime I watch a new show or something that really clicks with me, like, oh, I wonder if there's a podcast and then I'll go check it out and listen to, you know, you, you listen to two other people talk about it and you feel like you're part of the conversation, which is, yep. which is nice. Oh, yeah. And I can't really say too much because I do actually have a segment on the Jurassic Park podcast. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I got a nature one coming out where I'm going to be talking to friends of mine who also work in the field of animals and such like that. So oh, excellent. That, excellent. That one's going to be fun. There's not too yeah. many of those, believe it or not. Oh, that's that's kind of surprising. Yeah, yeah well, you, you know, think. honestly, the the shows that I do, I mean, I didn't start the uh, the Star Trek show that was started by my co-host Wes. Um, <coughs> excuse me, but the other ones, I kind of, I kind of do them. If there's a show that I would like to listen to that doesn't exist, I just figure, well, I just may as well do it myself. It's uh, it kind of is the same approach I've had to do in comics, which is. Mm there's something that I want to do, but it's not out there. Why wait for somebody else to do it? I can just do it myself. Like my, uh, years and years ago, I did a short Wes and I did a, um, a short series covering the 60 sci-fi show, the prisoner, which is my favorite show of all time. And, uh, 
you know, at the time, there was no podcast out there that covered The Prisoner. And I kind of, I just wanted to talk about it. And so we were like, yeah, let's take 17 weeks or whatever. We'll just do this and we can, Wes had never seen the show. And so we went through it and we talked about it. And, you know, it was, I scratched that itch and then moved on to Batman and uh, horror movies. Clay, how the fuck do you have time? What do you do? (laughs) What Uh, do you break to? Well, why do you do it, man? Like, I'm really, you're telling me that you do all these podcasts and also you work in comics. Like, and next you're going to tell me you have another job as well. Like, how do you, how do you make it work? Uh, you just, you just find ways to squeeze it in, I guess. Mm. You know, you kind of, um, I, 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 you know, I have to eat breakfast every morning, right? So I take that opportunity to watch whatever episode of Star Trek I have to watch or whatever Batman episode or something like that. And, you know, you just find, uh, I just find the spots to do it. Uh, I haven't gotten sick of it yet, so amazingly. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens if, if it keeps going for a couple more years. I might uh, burn out. No, because then you're going to start a new show. What are you talking about? Yeah, it'll be all be about. It'll be <laughs> entirely about burnout. Oh, oh man! Hey, if you know what, I'm just a guy who works in the animal field right now. I'll tell you what, I can definitely do a lot on that if you want it. <laughs> you ever hear it called compassion fatigue? Oh, it's a hell of a thing. Oh boy. Whoa. Oh boy. Yeah, but I mean, you've been doing a lot of work, especially in comics recently, too. I mean, you got a, the White Knight coming out, that little Red Hood book. I mean, you got, you've done, you did even an art, uh, an art piece on a Godzilla book, too, if I remember correctly. Yep, I did a cover for uh, Godzilla Rage Across Time, I think it was called. Um, that was a few years ago now. I've done, uh, I, I, I kind of um, spent a few years doing covers and uh, um, short uh, miniseries. Um, where I, uh, so just not, not to go all the way back to the start, but <clears throat> I did a, uh, I started writing and drawing my own series called dead meat, which I published on the internet, um, at like, like uh, weekly put up a page weekly. And then I would collect the issues into, into books that I would sell at conventions and stuff. And then, um, around, I want to say maybe 2013, I can't remember exactly. It might be 2013. I uh, hooked up with Sean Murphy through his uh, artist apprenticeship program where I got to work with him, uh, myself and five other artists, I think, got to work with him for two weeks and kind of get a a bit of a master class on comic art. Mm -hmm. And then uh, from there, I went off and I did um, I did a few series for IDW and Oni and uh, a record company that was starting a comics division, and I did some covers and stuff. And uh, yeah, then last year, I published my first original graphic novel that I wrote and drew called Bloody Hell. Congrats, and, by the way, on that, because that's a big achievement these days. Thanks very much. Uh, which was, I did a Kickstarter for that. Very successful, more than I thought it was going to be. Um, and a great company called A Wave Blue World published the book for me. And uh, yeah, I had been working with Sean on his white knight stuff kind of in the background for a few years. And, uh, this, this spinoff came up and he was like, do you want to write one? And I said, no, I don't. And then I of course said, I, I'm joking. I would actually absolutely love to write one. So <laughs> it's like, do you actually know I, we have the Batman podcast right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you asking the guy who's a co-host on that? If he wants to write a Batman or do a Batman? Yeah, that was, really? that was the trick is I, I, I co I got him on the podcast and made him believe that I knew what I was talking about enough. That oh, he let me write a book. <laughs> That's not how you get jobs. That's fucking why you have so many podcasts. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never wow. know. Wow, I figured you out, Clay. <laughs> figured you out. Uh oh. Oh man, that's well, that's brilliant. That is really brilliant. I mean, 
how does it being a Batman fan and working on? I mean, I've asked people this before, but I mean, as someone myself, I've big fan of giant monsters, and I was able to do my own giant monster book years ago. Oh, awesome! Yeah, and, and superheroes in my home city of Chicago, but dark twisted version of that. Um, but it's the thing of when you get to work on something that you love, because I'm guessing you love Batman, <laughs> unless you're just really interested. No, I do. You know, it's it's funny. I I grew up. I was definitely much more of a Marvel kid. Um, okay. But I, I would say I was Marvel and Batman were the two. Like I, I kind of, I, I was all over Marvel. Like I was, you know, X Men, Spider Man, all the good stuff. Mm. But the only DC book that I really l- read was Batman, and I watched the cartoon obviously. Uh, and I, you know, one of the foundational movies of my childhood is the Michael first Michael Keaton Batman movie. So that was always Batman has always been, you know, right up there on the pedestal with with uh, with the best of them. And so, uh, yeah, getting to work on it was um, it was kind of a trip the first time uh, that I I got to see something that I came up with uh, in a comic book. Like I the, the when we first started working together, Sean and I, um, it was on the first volume of Batman White Knight. And uh, I was kind of his unofficial content editor and stuff, and we'd kind of like throw ideas back and forth and whatnot. And then there was one thing, I I forget exactly what it was, that I suggested. Just, I was like, oh, you know what would actually be really cool is blah, 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 blah. And then like a month later, he showed me the art for the issue, and that thing that I suggested was in the issue. And I was like, oh, wow, that's that's a first. Like, it was my kind of like the first step over that threshold. Hmm. And so, um, yeah, to to finally have a book in my hands that has my name, the DC comics logo and the word Batman on the cover is, is pretty cool. And it's going to be framed all across where you live. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, every I, issue, <laughs> And it's going to be crazy. Like, you bought five issues. Be like, listen, you're going to hand it out in a Christmas stocking and be like, listen, here's, mm-hmm, here's mm-hmm. a lot of work. A thing I love dedicated to you. There you go. Dedicated to you. Dedicated to you. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yep. <laughs> Man, that's, it's gotta be like the trippiest thing there. I mean, I've, it's, and I think fans and people who read comics, especially these days, too, you know, you don't often hear about that much anymore about people being, hey, or people, maybe fans recognizing the fact of, you know, a lot of people who work in these books, they're not just like people going from Hollywood or people, you know, just out of the blue who maybe were interested in the books. Like, they're actually people who give a damn that work on these books and they're going to put in a lot of love because they love the characters. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, even, even the, even the, the book that you hate has a ton of people who worked on it and put tons of man hours into it and uh and really have to love the process in order to put it out um you know it's like watching any movie it's it's so easy to just go like yeah that thing sucked and then when you sit through the credits and you see oh this there was five thousand people who worked on this for like a year and a half (laughs) they couldn't see their wife and kids yeah they they had children in that in the span of time that they were working on this you know you kind of forget that there are people behind these things um And uh, we're we're kind of we we have a bit of a luxury because Sean has kind of has the corner of the universe to himself. Um, it's all Batman through his filter, no continuity other than what he puts down. And so it it is kind of like a best case scenario uh, for me, honestly, because mm. I get to play in a sandbox with pretty much no rules other than Sean saying no, don't do that, that's stupid. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like not not in this world. We we save that for later. Right, all right? right, like, right. Okay, well, so take that part out. We'll make that its own book, and I'll bring you back. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that whole thing. I mean, 
I, I think nowadays too, there's, I'll, I'll give you a hot take though. Are you ready? Sure. I don't hate any comic. There's no comic book I hate. Sure. I really yeah. don't. Like, and people are like, oh, I hate this book. I'm like, how the hell do you hate it? I, you know, you can dislike parts of the storyline and whatnot too, but I can never bring myself to actually get the amount of hate that I would have, like uh, working in my job in animal crimes, one of my many animal jobs. Uh, there is a lot of hate in that job. But when oh, I come I, home, yeah. like, there's no hate. I can't hate a book. Like, even though yeah, I'm not some yeah. of them where I'm like, I wouldn't have done that, but holy hell. Or it's like, you know, this is a little bit out there, but it's like, I don't hate it. There's You can't hate a comic book, I don't think. Truly. I will say, in response to that, the only comic I've ever read that I truly hated was mm. uh, The Boys. Really? <laughs> yeah. I found it so uh, angry and uh, just mean that I uh. couldn't, I just couldn't get past that enough to enjoy it, uh, which is why I was so surprised that I liked the show. Um because I, I don't think the show is mean spirited, but the comic always just felt mean spirited to me. So that's probably the only book that I would say like I act I actively don't like that book. But you uh, generally, that's a big audience actually. That is a yeah. huge audience of that people. Generally, I would agree with you though. Okay, all right. <laughs> but you're like the boys. That's where we draw the line. <laughs> that whole big series that's now on Amazon. Uh, yeah, a lot of I, I will give it this. I do prefer the show more than the than the book. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's the big thing about it. Uh, so kind of. In the realm, though, of Batman in a sense there, like, do you have that dream project of Batman? I know we all kind of have ours, but do you have yours? Or is it kind of like, I worked on Batman, I'm moving on to my next uh, character I want to work on? I mean, you know, I'll I'll work on I'll work on Batman for the rest of my life if you let me. I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to throw that out the window. There's um, plenty of books. <laughs> There's plenty of books to work on for Batman. When you say dream project, do you mean specifically Batman or just in general? Um, uh, we'll go actually, it wasn't just Batman, but just in general, like, do you have that thing out there? I mean, cause you've done some big time work already and, you know, you've done a little bit of your own thing too. So what would be that big dream project do you think for you? Well, I would, of course, I would love to work for Marvel. I would love to do some Marvel stuff. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens now that I've mm -hmm. kind of got my foot, foot in the door at DC. It might be a little bit easier for me to talk to some people over there. Um, I, I would love to do the x-men but i don't know if i have it in me uh why, because why it's just uh it's um <clears throat> i need to find the right story uh mm. i it, the x-men is such a, a a rich ensemble of characters that uh i think it would take me just as long to figure out what characters i'd like to use and what the story is i'd like to tell and uh there's just such a a, a great tradition of people telling great you know soap opera type stories with the x-men that it's i don't know it's a little bit daunting for me um my absolute dream project would be to work on sandman mystery theater the vertigo book with the, oh. uh sandman with the gas mask yeah yeah i i love that book that was always one of my favorites and uh you know it's been on the shelf for a while and i've i heard i heard recently that a lot of people say the same thing um that they would like to work on it so i probably won't be able to but i i would actually as i was thinking about uh writing the batman stuff and i was like well there's no rules here could i put the sandman in this book somehow like sneak him into the background and maybe oh. drop a but i did i ended up not doing that but you know we'll see maybe oh maybe. i mean you could have easily done the neck the second best and put death in there that's true yeah well, that yeah been there's it. there's uh um there's a lot of stuff i think uh uh 
I what's what's nice actually about kind of what I've I've been doing lately is um between Batman and my other work it's kind of I kind of feel like the only person stopping me from doing something at this point is me because okay. I after doing the the Kickstarter for my book Bloody Hell I was like, oh, okay, well, this is a viable way to do something. So even if nobody else wants to do it, I can always do it myself. Um, so it kind of, it, it's a nice feeling to be like, well, if I have a story I want to tell, there are avenues for me to, that I can do it. It's it's kind of the, uh, it, it's up to me to to not follow through on it at that point. Um, mm. It's ne- it's really never been easier to 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 get a, a book out there, wh- whether or not it's Kickstarter or, or self-publishing or, or anything like that. So, um, yeah, it's kind of nice to have a little bit of everything in front of me. And, uh, like right now I'm actually doing, I can't really say what they are, but I'm doing two prod projects. One project that is in the, under the DC umbrella and another project that is completely original to me. Ooh. So I am, uh, well, I guess I could talk about that one, but I can't really talk about the DC one. But, um, so I kind of have two things going at the same time where I, in, in both worlds, which is kind of where I think I'd like to be to have the, uh, the brand name stuff on one side and then the, the more, uh, uh, personal passion project stuff on the other side, which is, I heard a really good way to do it. I, I've, I've talked to a lot of people over the years and the best way they say it is, you know, keep doing your thing because there's going to be stories you want to tell. Right. And, right. and, you know, and writing slash doing art is therapy for us as creatives. It really is. So, you know, you want to be able to do those stories and you also want to be able to, you know, pay your bills. Right. <laughs> so that's also yeah, the nice plus, part about it yeah. too. Yeah. Being able to eat's good. Um, but I think a lot of people have found that middle ground and you're absolutely all right, by the way, because there is so many ways to make a book. Like people tell me, Oh, I want to make a comic, but I don't know where to go about it. I'm like, just go on the internet. There's so many ways. Right, have, right. Kickstarter is a big thing. Uh, you have actually there's a lot of people who I've talked to who have done a lot of Kickstarter books. Um, you got people who do uh, social media books. You have people who do lots of different versions of it. And there's always artists out there looking for writers or there's always writers looking for artists. And I think it's just the beautiful thing about the Internet. One of the few anymore. But is you can create and that you have the power to do it. You can put up a YouTube video talking about something and then the next, you know, people are like, I want that book. Like, okay. Well now we got to go make it. Or, you know, you have, if you're a writer, artist slash artist, both of them combined, you can definitely, you're, you're on your own fucking schedule, which seems great. Right. Uh, that's, that's kind of, that's the real luxury of it. You know, is, is being someone who, who writes and draws. I, like I said, it's kind of up to me whether or not I make it, make something like I, I like yeah. writing for other people. I like drawing for other people, but, I have a luxury that people who just draw and people who just write don't have because the writers have to find someone to draw and the people who draw need to find someone to write it generally. And so being able to do both, it allows me a lot more latitude for, uh, for projects. Which do you prefer though? You know, I don't, it really d- depends which day you catch me on. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> oh, because wow. I, I really like writing. But if I've been writing for a long time and then I go back and I, I do a, a commission or something, I'm like, man, ah, I really love drawing. But on there's the other days where I'm deep into a a a page that requires multiple perspective shots and and vehicles that need to be drawn or other things that just make the the 
hair on the back of my neck stand up, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll always just go like, why can't I, I wish I could just be writing something instead. So it really kind of goes both ways. Okay. So that sounds about right though. I mean, which ones do you think is more therapeutical to you? Cause I'm betting that's art. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. 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 It's, that's uh, nice. I, I like, I'm, I'm definitely a hands-on person when it comes to art. Like I, I don't work digitally. Uh, I do my layouts digitally, but I do all my finishes and ink on paper and uh you know i when i finish working my hands are black so oh really oh yeah wait are you left-handed no no it's just i i I, i'm not uh i'm not too precious with uh ink splatters and and scratches and stuff like that so like uh if you uh if if you ever see me and my thumb is stained a darker color that means i've been working a lot lately because i've been doing a lot of like flicking art on onto the board and stuff just sitting there washing your hands for 10 minutes trying to get everything off basically yeah (laughs) it's actually i feel really bad because my house um our 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 house all the uh all of like the molding on the windows and the doors and stuff is white and so if you you go through my house it looks like someone's been like dusting for fingerprints because there's always like a a, a hand (laughs) stain next to the the light switch on the bathroom or something from where I put my hand on the wall. I'm, I still had something on uh, ink on my hand or something. So, Oh, your wife's got to love it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. honestly, she hasn't really commented on it too much. So that's a plus, but uh, oh, sure, well, that you know of. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure once we go to sh- go to sell the place, uh, there's going to be some, some painting we need to do before we leave. Clay, you get to buy all the paint and you're going to paint it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. ain't me who did this. Yeah, I, I deserve it. Oh man, I'm just imagining your office right now. There's just black spots everywhere, and people are like, "What happened here?" It was like a, a, a like a villain around here, or some yeah. sci-fi monster. Oh, no, no, you're you're this not wrong. Artist. No, you're it's, not wrong. Was <laughs> where when I said we're only doing video. I mean, we could only we're only doing audio because of the video you said of the office. I'm like, well, that's fine because right now I'm still. We just moved in three weeks ago, so we're still trying to get everything oh, together. Cool. Yeah, so we're so we're. Thank you, thank you, and uh, moving in Arizona is so, a. Very interesting, very interesting time these days. Uh, but we're trying to get a new camera and a new setup going on, so that's why I was kind of like, eh, it's fine. That's <laughs> very fine. <laughs> oh, man. So when you're not doing, I'm very curious, Clay, when you're not doing podcasting and when you're not doing anything with comics, like, what are you up to? Do you actually have that free time or is it just sleep? Yeah, I do a lot of just, like, sitting and staring at the wall. Um, mm-hmm. Waiting to reboot. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, I, I uh, we've got our dog uh, that I, that I take out for walks and, uh, I, I like, I play video games. I'm not a huge video game person, but I, uh, I'll, I'll dip in every now and then when I need to. And, uh, you know, I obviously love spending time with my girlfriend. So, uh, yeah. that goes on the list as well, but what um, games, do, what game do you really play? Cause that's going to be everybody's question is like, what does he play or like what system and stuff? Uh, well, it's funny. I, I bought my first system since, um, yeah, since Nintendo 64. Holy shit. I didn't couple, think it, Wow. I, I, I bought my first system since Nintendo 64 a couple years ago. I bought a PS4. I finally broke down and bought one. Because I, 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 I never... I don't know. The, the systems got so expensive, and I, I mm. never played games enough that I could justify getting one. Um, but it was... You know, it was one of those Christmas deals, and it came with the Spider-Man game, which I really wanted to play anyway, so... Uh, I grabbed that and I'm I'm really glad that I did because it's awesome. I I uh, I the thing that kind of brought me back to video games is when I was a kid, 
I was always disappointed that the video, that the game itself never matched the box art. Like the box art was always way mm-hmm. cooler than the actual game. Yeah, that was a thing for many years. But now it's like a one to one where if you buy, a, if you get a Spider-Man game, you get to play as Spider-Man like legit or Batman or the one that yeah. actually hooked me back in a couple of years ago was the Ghostbusters game. Really? The, that one? Oh yeah, I loved that game. It was wow. uh, yeah, where they where they had the the cast come back and and do all the voices and stuff, and it was it was yeah. great. You know, I've been, I the the only Ghostbusters game I knew before that was the one for Nintendo, which was trash. So <laughs> forgot about that one. Next <laughs> thing, yeah, to, to to have a game where you actually legitimately get to play as a Ghostbuster is very cool. And so uh, yeah, I've been riding the PS4 wave for the past couple of years. I'm currently playing. Uh, I don't jump around a lot like i'll have like one or two games that i play through and then move on to the next thing um i'm currently playing the evil dead game which i really enjoy oh the new one yeah that just yeah yeah i i really like the friday the 13th game that came out a few years ago it was a really fun uh style where it's you know it's a bunch of people play the camp counselors and then one person plays jason yeah and uh they kind of ported the same idea into this evil dead game where you know you get a bunch of people who play the ash and all the other survivors and stuff and then you've got one person that controls the demons which is very cool and so it's a lot of fun and there's lots of uh depending on who you're playing with and like what their character skill levels are and stuff it can be very different game to game um Mm -hmm. and it's not there's not a big story involved where you can uh if you don't play it for a while you kind of have to remember what you're doing or where in the store you are. Although I do love, I, I was never, I've never been a huge online game person. I always, I much prefer single player stuff where that actually you go through a story. Um, so I usually end up going back and forth between open world type games like Spider-Man or uh, what's the last one? I think Mad Max was the last one I played. Oh damn. Uh, you, you're the one of the few who bought that game. Wow. Yeah, I think I got it for like four dollars. Yep, uh, yeah, court, that sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. But you know, I I love the the Batman Arkham games, and I I am waiting. I still haven't played Red Dead Redemption Two. I'm waiting to get like, waiting till I like get have like knee surgery or something where I have can't move for for three <laughs> weeks. <laughs> you and me both. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not shitting you. That's honestly what I'm waiting for. I'm like, man. Do I get COVID again? What's going right. to happen here? Like, right. next time I get sick for, like, two weeks, it's just over. Like, it's just, all right, Red Dead 2, here we go. Like, yep. oh, yep. I, yeah. But it's usually, it's usually the, those kind of games are, like, uh, I, I I like fighting games a lot, too. So it's, like, Mortal Kombat or something like that. So you mean to tell me you might be starting a video game podcast soon? No, I don't like them that much. And I don't know. Oh, shit. <laughs> you really hyped it all up. Damn. No, and I don't. I, I yeah. I don't uh, know that much about like this. So it's such a, it's its own culture at this point um, that I just very, very just touch the periphery of. Uh, so I wouldn't, I would be no use to anybody on a video game podcast. Have you ever dived into the fallout games? I feel no, like, you like that. I, I know people who have, I, I have friends who really like them, um, but I have not, uh, I have not myself. Yeah. If you yeah, if you ever want to get another knee surgery, if you need something like that too <laughs> with the Red Dead, that's a game that it's just it's almost would it be as worse. I mean, if your friends probably hyped it up for you, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm been a lifelong fucking Fallout fan, and there's also a TV show coming out too on Amazon. Oh no, so, kidding. Oh, yeah, now's gonna be the time to dive in because uh, you're gonna be seeing all this stuff. Uh, but that's definitely the single players kind of survivor, but dialogue. 
Yeah, I like that. Choosing, yeah, 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 that's that's the one to go into. I'm not shitting you. Like, there's so many of them you could do, and I think one of them itself, one of the older ones itself, would take you about three months to do everything. Jesus. But then you have multiple options to do, so then you can do three months in one storyline, and then if you want to be evil, you could do that, and oh, wow. whatever group you choose See, and shit. I, I don't know. Like, I appreciate that stuff, but I also like to play the game and be done with the game. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's not the game thing for you. <laughs> yeah. So, for instance, the the I, I just remember the last kind of open world game I played was uh, um, Assassin's Creed uh, Black Flag. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. The pirate one. And I'd, yeah. I'd never played one of the Assassin's Creed games before, so it took, it took me a little bit to get into it. But uh, I, I thought it was great. I love that you could do the land stuff, and then you could do the ocean stuff. It was very cool. The mechanics were very cool. But there was, like, three or four subsets of missions and stuff that once I realized that I didn't have to do them to finish the game, I was like, all right, I'm not going to do this stuff. Because I, yeah. I, I, I like the main stuff, but I don't need, know if I need to go diving for buried treasure and fight off sharks for six months. So uh, I, I did. Fair. I did like. I would say, I finished the story, and I probably did like maybe seventy percent, maybe I don't know, fifty, sixty percent of the the side stuff. Um, so I got the gist of it. Mm. I mean, going back to Spider Man though, did that make you cry? I gotta ask because that oh, made me Spider-Man cry. Spider Man was great. I, man, yeah. that, the last battle with Doctor Octopus is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in a video game. Oh, was well written. Well yeah. executed. Yeah. It looked great. Uh, Aunt May, by the way. I mean, people oh, listen yeah. to the show by now have definitely played that game. But Aunt May in there, like, oh, man. I, there was a, a few people from the cast that actually came on. Dave B. Mitchell, who played the Shocker. Oh, cool. And then Stephen O'Yun actually was on the show. When the game first came out, this is a while ago now. Uh, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Negative himself, he came on the show. I actually got a signed Funko from him. Actually, right over there. And the, like a little letter he wrote me from after being on the show. Nice. Um, yeah, that's uh, I honestly I think video games are almost a therapy within themselves to be honest with you, especially single people. I say that and people are going to be like, "Well, Call of Duty Online." No, 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 not that shit. But <laughs> like the single player games where you get to play and you get to sit down, you know, maybe you have a headset on, turn down the TV volume, have the headset on, drown out everything. I don't know, maybe Oh, sure. Absolutely. It's, it's so therapeutic. Yeah, I mean know? even even in the Assassin's Creed game, I would I would sit down to play and then I'd realize, oh, I just spent 45 minutes sailing the ocean doing nothing. <laughs> oh, really? that was me in the Spider-Man game. I'm like, yeah, I've been 20 minutes swinging. Just swinging around the, the yeah. city seeing. I, the thing I did in Spider-Man was uh, I was trying to see if I could navigate the streets uh, like it was actually New York because oh. I, I went to school in New York for four years. So I was like, all right, well, I know where I, this is where the Madison Square Garden is. So if I go this way. Like five blocks this way, are they going to have this? Th- I kept looking for landmarks, and they're there, but it's not exactly mm. a scale model, obviously. So you gotta you gotta be a little bit uh, uh, smart about how you figure out how it's laid out. But it's really cool, you know. You spend fifteen minutes climbing to the top of the Chrysler. That that game gave me vertigo. I'll be completely Did it honest. Really? Yeah, that was uh, climbing, having Spider Man like run to the top of the Empire State Building. When he got up there, I'm I'm not a, a heights person. I actually was like, I was like, oh, I was, you know, gripping the controller pretty, pretty hard. I not, 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 nothing's going to happen to me, obviously, but it, it's just uh, realized well enough that it, it, it affected me in that way. That's how in depth that game is, people. That is yeah. how in depth that game is. I mean, I just remember putting off Taskmaster for the longest time. I really did. And a friend of mine was I, like, why? Like, because it's fucking Taskmaster, <laughs> because you know it's going to be difficult and pain in the ass of a mission. Yeah, that was, I think, um, 
I think that was the one thing I didn't do in that game was I didn't finish the Taskmaster stuff. Because <laughs> you knew you're like, I can't, I can't fight him. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I it was one of those things where it's like these things are fun, but I don't know if they're fun enough for me to keep coming back to do this after the rest of the game's done. You know, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's it's like that's the, true. The Arkham games. I love the Arkham games. I don't think I've ever gotten all the Riddler trophies because it's just like. Eh, yeah. I, I could do this, but I oh, like you were you able said, to sleep at night with that. Yeah, huh? like you said, I, I do. I do a lot of other stuff, so I could I could either uh, f- track down seven Riddler trophies, or I should I could go out to dinner with my girlfriend. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that just hit me in my heart. <laughs> like, oh <laughs> yeah, nerd. Oh, thank you. Oh my bad. Hold up here. Uh, sorry, coach. <laughs> like shit. <laughs> oh man. <Are> you... <laughs> Oh fuck! You know what? Those games, those Batman games themselves, are just that. Oh, that. Yeah, I love them. Right. That. What was I gonna say? They. Those were part of my first ever video games. I think on Xbox was one of the was the Batman games. Are they the Batman games? It was the uh, what the hell was it? Batman Begins, and then the first the Batman Arkham Asylum game. When I played that, mm. it was like kind of real con- consecutive after each other. And I remember that was like my first into of. Oh my God! Superhero stuff can be really dark. Yeah, and that was that was the first time. I mean, I'm only 25 right now, but it's like at that time period, you know, we didn't have that much of the dark superhero stuff. Of the and like the Batman things I were watching was Michael Keaton Joker, you mm-hmm. know, that sort of thing going on. And then I saw more Batman Returns than I did the first one, though. That's because I never had the first one on VHS. I had Batman Returns on VHS. Batman Returns gets a lot of. I, I... It's good. Traditionally, it gets a lot of hate, but I feel like the last few years, it's really kind of come back around. I love Batman Returns. I think it's yeah. Great. Uh, listen, it's come. You can't take it too seriously in a way when you have penguins with rockets on them. Like, oh, I'm of course, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and there's the the rubber ducky like fucking I don't even know diesel engine truck that goes through. Right. Yeah. Which Hot Wheels made a giant toy of, by the way. I might get that. I <laughs> yeah. I, I always I, I I think of it as. On the first one, it was Tim Burton making a Batman movie, and then yeah. in the second one, it was Tim Burton making a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's very true. Oh man, Gotham Knights, though, are you gonna play it? Yeah, has that come out yet? Not yeah, out yet. that's has in it? a couple no. months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I I like I like those characters a lot. I I, I wish that they were more prominent in the Arkham games, but it's nice to see yeah. that they have a game to themselves. I'm also looking forward to the Suicide Squad game. Yeah, that one that one got pushed back to next year though, so that's why I forgot about it a little bit. Oh, yeah, God. I honestly don't mind when they do that because they actually did that with the Evil Dead game. I think they I think they pushed it back a whole year because Ooh. they they realized that uh, the the technology was changing so fast that they needed to kind of keep up, otherwise it was going to just it was not going to it was not going to look good on the on the new on the new stuff. So they took an extra year, put some more work into it, and made it as as uh, bleeding edge as they could. I and, like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you may as well, right? You know. Yeah, well, you would think. You would nothing, think. There's nothing worse than spending, you know, ten years making a game or whatever, and then you put it out, and if you had just put six more months in, it would have worked, but now it doesn't. That's been the story of my life with a lot of new games that I've been buying, yeah. and it's not been even like big ones called Halo. And you would think that would be finished when it's released, but here we are. Um, my my friend oh. actually just in, introduced me to No Man's Sky. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, he was telling me that game when it came out kind of was a little bit hindered because they put it out a little bit early or something. And so he basically said it took a couple years for them to to put all the updates in to make it into the game that they promised. 
but uh, uh, now it's it's actually really really great. I actually playing it. I was like, I don't know why they haven't stolen this and made a Star Trek game out of it because the concept just has Star Trek written all over it. They have that Star Trek game where it's uh, basically World of Warcraft but Star Trek theme overlaid. Oh, it's, yeah. Is it the? Um, I can't remember what it's. Is it the Star Trek Online or something like that? Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, it's it's free for me to download on Xbox now. So it's oh, there you like, go. I might yeah. actually do that. Um. Speaking though of Evil Dead, and I know you didn't work on the book, but I am actually excited because I do want to put it out there in the ether, and people should fucking go pick this book up. Sergeant Rock versus Evil Dead, or Army of the Dead. <laughs> yes, I just yeah. heard Bruce Campbell's writing that, right? Yeah, I just yeah. watched like the thing about it. It's coming out next month. I was like, you know, I really want it. It looks good. <laughs> like the artwork looks beautiful on there. I cannot remember who's doing the artwork, but I know Bruce Campbell's doing the mm-hmm. writing. But it definitely like that looks. I I really want it. <laughs> You know, know it's why. funny. I I am glad that he's doing that because uh, I had I had heard an interview with him from like a year or so ago where he was talking about how he was like, yeah, I'm kind of winding down the the number of acting roles I take, and I'm kind of looking for other stuff to do. And I, I was I, I've written a couple books, and it's it's a matter of kind of finding the audience. And in my head, I'm going, do comic books, man. It's like yeah. the 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 Venn diagram of Bruce Campbell fans and comic book fans is basically a circle. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine how many comic book? I mean, shit, I love Evil Dead. So, you know, the most Evil Dead fans are comic book fans at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same um, with same with re- I'm a big professional wrestling fan. Oh, and really? uh, this the the book that I'm currently working on. That's a, my own project is a is a wrestling book that I'm doing with uh, uh, my friend, the artist uh, Ricardo Lopez Ortiz. He's going to be drawing it. I'm going to be writing it. And uh, I one of the reasons that I wanted to do it is because I watching wrestling and seeing the the wrestlers themselves not to mention the the fans they're all just the same kind of nerd that i am they're all big comic and video game nerds and like half the wrestlers have youtube channels that's just them going to the comic book stores and buying toys so (laughs) i was like i I feel like there's a there's an audience for this if we can find it i think oh man is that is that the next wave of people coming in as comic book writers and artists? Is everybody is like everybody kept saying, "Oh, everyone from Hollywood's gonna come to comic books." They're like, actually, no, it's people from wrestling and, and like all this other shit. Who would have had any idea? But I'm fine with that. I'm you absolutely know, fine with that. I, 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 there's been a couple. Um, I think CM Punk wrote a wrote a book, a comic. Uh, really? Yeah. I don't oh, know if shit. anybody else has. I can't remember if anybody else has, but mm. I know he has. Yeah, he. I think he wrote a Marvel book or something a few years ago. There was a good in you as a wrestling fan, which I didn't know you were, which is cool. I uh, there was a book I read, fuck, three four years ago, and I remember I had the creator on. It was an indie book because I really wanted they were promoting, and they said, "Come come on." I said, "Sure," um, and it was the premise was there's right, professional wrestling is a big intergalactic thing, so it's like kind of Star Trek with it in a way. So like mm-hmm. that, there's like this big group, and they do big special tournaments, and it's Star Trek meets Mortal Kombat, to be honest sure. with you. So they bring sure. people in, so like the champions of Earth have to come in and represent the Earth planet, but it's in a professional wrestling kind of setting. So people are wearing suits a little bit there. They have the rain. There's different alien species around, but then there's drama going on of people actually, you know, trying to inject other drugs, and it was actually really cool. And it's like if you lose, maybe we might invade your planet, or you know, you just look down on your planet and it's oh okay and it wasn't a kid's book it was teenage adult it was supposed to be like an adult kind of book because mm-hmm. they did cuss and there was some blood being thrown when they started when they were doing things certain uh, moves and i don't remember the name of that book but if a fan out there listening knows what i'm talking about i don't think it's currently going on but if you ever want to look like space wrestling oh I nice think you might enjoy that Clay. i think you might 
Yeah, there's a book out right now um, by Daniel Warren Johnson called uh, "Do a Power Bomb," which is which is really fun. That has, is wrestling with a, a sort of intergalactic edge to it. That's that's really cool. He he's I, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but his work is yeah 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 is amazing. Uh, that's it's incredibly energetic, and he's he's I, he actually Ricardo and I have been have been kind of sitting on this book ourselves for I don't know four years at this point. Uh, like the the idea came to me. I don't know, I think back in 2018 or 2019. Mm-hmm. And we just couldn't, we didn't have the, the, our schedules didn't line up. And so we're kind of sitting on it. And I, I was getting a little antsy <clears throat> because I could kind of see the zeitgeist swing back towards wrestling because it's, it's getting very popular again. The independent scene is really big. And uh, I, I have a tendency to be on the forefront of the zeitgeist, but by the time I get my product out it's like well past like when i when i did oh, no. my uh when i was doing dead meat my my online book it was a, it's a, a zombie comic and it was something that i had the idea for when i was still in high school but at the time i didn't have the uh ability to put a book out um i didn't have the artistic ability to put a book out and so i didn't end up coming back to that till after i got like a number of years after i got out of college maybe three years after i got out of college which was 2009 is is when i started dead meat and by that point it was like the walking dead had been around every every version of zombies had already happened uh i think the show the walking dead was probably in like its second season or something like that so like when i had the idea in high school there was no zombie stuff whatsoever and by the time i got to the book it's like well everybody's this kind of played out already (laughs) but um and uh, I was worried the same thing was going to happen with Bloody Hell because it was the hundredth anniversary of World War One. Bloody Hell's about uh, five mystic, five mystically powered Vikings who've been in prison for a thousand thousand years until they're set free when their prison's destroyed by an artillery shell from World War One. Oh so shit! It, it takes place in like 1917 in the middle of the fighting in in Flanders and stuff. And uh, when I saw the hundred hundredth anniversary coming around, I'm like, okay, this is probably there's going to be some stuff. And then I'm working on this book. And Wonder Woman comes out, and the first Wonder Woman movie, and I actually had to like rewrite some stuff because they it it skewed so closely to some of the things I was doing in my book. Really? Yeah, and I and I and at that time I didn't have the 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 ability to put the book out yet. And then you know the 1917 movie came out, and and I was like, oh Jesus, it's gonna kill the momentum. But it didn't. It it ended up. Uh, my my thing was different enough that it didn't overlap, and and it the the wave for that wasn't as big as I I kind of was expecting it to be. So when I came, when we came up with this wrestling idea, I was like, okay, we have this idea. I can feel it coming. Wrestling's on the upswing again. We got to get this book out so we can actually take advantage of it. Mm. And then Daniel puts his book out and I was like, ah, damn it. Because I thought, because he's so great. I thought he was going to kind of like take all the oxygen out of the room. But I think it, on the, on the other hand, I think what is happening is he's kind of opening the door a bit to some other projects seeing like, Oh, wrestling comics work, wrestling comics, uh, are can't people will buy them. People like this. So hopefully that actually helps us. Um, and there was another book, another book that came out called, uh, the crimson cage, I think, which was a retelling of Macbeth in professional wrestling in the eighties, which is very cool. And so, you know, so that's a couple wrestling books kind of coming out lately. And I was like, all right, we got to get this going because the, the wave is coming and we need to be a part of it this time. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, all right, it is here. We need to go. We need to be up. We're not going to ride it like it's some Hawaiian wave. We're going to go right, in there. Right. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, it's when the momentum starts. Wrestling, though, I it's just big waves I've noticed over the years. Like it's yeah, yeah. Like sometimes it goes down, then it goes up for a while, then it goes down. But I think like after having no wrestling for a while there, like it just all of a sudden has come back. It's like we are back, baby. This whole that's cool. I'm I'm excited for the, that Clay. That's man. thanks, man. Yeah, it's it's a hell of a time. It did. You were reminded me too of um. I actually got into a TNA match for free. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, it was a Universal Studio. And it's fucking stories. I'll tell it quickly because we're nearing the end here. Uh, the, Steve, you'd appreciate it. Like, we're at Universal Studios in Orlando. Oh, sure, sure, it, yeah. Years ago. Yeah, it was so weird. Years ago, we were there. And I believe, yeah, it was Orlando. And because there was monster stuff there. And fuck, this is, this is 15 years ago at this point. It feels like. And we're there. And I'm with my family on vacation. And we're doing a thing. And these guys come up to us and say, hey, do you guys want to go see TNA Wrestling? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and like, uh, maybe. Like, how much is it? And I'm like, oh no, it's for free. Hey, we're just going around, and we we're looking at people. We have some extra tickets, and we're looking at people to try to get in. And it was like seven of us, I think, at the time, in my family there. So like, they're like, you guys are a big group. We'll just take it right in. Sweet fuck yeah. So we were awesome. we're walking in. Oh yeah, and I I used to play old WWE games as well too on the PlayStation One back oh, in yeah. the day. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Me and my Godfather would rest each other all the time. Oh, it was great. Uh, he whipped my ass in that game all the time. <laughs> and we were so we do that, but then we get in there, and I'm like, "Oh, you're over here!" And this is like, I've never went to a live wrestling thing before, but it was Universal Studios, and they were filming it, and there was a lot, it was live and shit like that, and they were doing all the stuff happening. And I remember they said, "Oh yeah, you're gonna be behind the announcers." We're like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." We got put behind the Spanish announcers, but nice. I will tell you what, that was the coolest shit because I didn't know Spanish at the time. Mm-hmm. But either way, they were more energetic than the English oh, yeah. podcast. Oh, yeah. Did anybody get put through the Spanish announcer's table? That, yes. That, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, that was that was a running joke for a while, yeah. Yeah, that was that was the thing. And I was a kid. I loved that shit. I was like, this is great. <laughs> like, we we had a blast. I think oh, like, yeah. my mom at the time, she went in. Oh, no, it was my, oh, no, it was my grandma who was in a... She had a wheel, she had electric scooter with her. So she actually took the electric scooter and like went up to the side of the walkway, you know, where they walk on. Mm-hmm. And so she went up to the side of there where other fans were, and she's in her scooter and stuff. And then I don't remember who That's it great. was. Came down, gave her a high five, and gave her partially a hug, and she like that. And, the scooter <laughs> got back up. and they had it on video too somewhere. You can probably find it from 15, 20 years ago. But it's um that was a blast, man. That's great. It's, it's like hockey. You gotta be there in person and enjoy oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Better, yeah, that's honestly. When I got back into, you know, I watched it a lot when I was a kid, and then I, I kind of fell off of it uh, in, you know, high school and college and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, the the reason I got back into it was I had a, a good friend of mine was on Jeopardy, and he actually, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He actually he won Jeopardy. He won one game of Jeopardy. Oh, shit. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that he wanted to do with his money that he won from Jeopardy was to buy WrestleMania on pay-per-view because it was always like 60 or 70 bucks. So as kids, <laughs> you, you never had the money to do it. And, you know, your, your smart parents wouldn't let you. Um, yeah. And so he got wrestling. He bought WrestleMania and we went over to watch wrestling. And I, it, it was uh, the first time I'd watched it in probably 10 years at least. And uh, it just hooked me right back in. And um, from there, and the other thing was my girlfriend also, it hooked her as well. And so we both kind of got into it again at the same time. And so we began going to um, we started going to small like the independent shows because the independent uh, scene was is really great and has been for for the last handful of years. And uh, it was really different once we started going to the shows because 
the same thing kind of happens to me every time we go to a show, which is for the first match or so, I go, this is so stupid. What the hell am I doing here? And then by the, th- by the second or third match, I'm all in. And it's, there's something about seeing it live that it helps you get it a lot more. Yeah. Like it really, yeah. it doesn't really click, I think, until you kind of see it live and go, okay, I understand what the spectacle is here. I understand what the draw is. And uh, it, it is really, it is a really um, interesting and different thing because it's like it's a big, it's a big magic trick, you know. The whole thing is a magic trick, yeah. and uh, when they get you with the magic trick, that's when it's at its best. Um, but like any magic trick, you have to be open to the possibility of of somebody performing an illusion. You know, you can't just be looking yeah. for the looking for the strings all the time. Plus, on top of it, the energy that everybody brings, I think, oh, is also yeah. a huge part of that shit. Like, it's Absolutely. a big part. Yeah. Like it's, it's it's so crazy to me. And you know, when people are like, oh, everyone's really drunk there. I'm like, oh, maybe. I mean, people have a couple beers and stuff, but like, it's not really the factor of it. Like, I think it's just this huge. Like, everybody's there. Everyone's able to forget everything, the bullshit that's going on in life, and you're just able to actually have fun. Like, it's kind of yeah. like an old uh, preschool kind of thing, or an old not preschool, old playground sort of thing. You know, it's a recess thing of we get to enjoy this. We're gonna have some fun, and people are gonna be playing pretend and whatnot too. But it's it's just a big spectacle about it but the big huge i don't know it's it's weird it's a weird thing but shit mine was i fell back into it just watching wrestlemania a couple years ago yeah well yeah. it was like the finale of it going on and they're like hey come on it's a final wrestlemania we're coming in and there was we had i think we we, we ordered 120 chicken nuggets <laughs> 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 we had four bags of did they, candy did they, close, did they close the mcdonald's early that night after you guys rolled through <laughs> I've never gotten a more dirty look in my life, Clay. Because <laughs> on top of it, we ordered like 15 large fries. Oh, wow. I, one of my friends was like, we'll just go on drive through I'm like, no, because they're going to shoot us through the drive through Oh, yeah, they would, they, would, they would kill you in the drive through <laughs> Oh, my God. And if not, they're going to come in and someone's going to slash our tires when we're waiting for our food. <laughs> we're mm-hmm, going to stop. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's when that hooked me back into there, and we were just having a blast with it. We barbecued as well. Like we also cooked ribs on the barbecue too. So we may have had 140 wow. nuggets. Yeah, we were going to town. Yeah, that's, uh, that's that's something. Shout out to Jesse for that one. That was a crazy. <laughs> time. I just I couldn't. But we just we just had it. Like and the TV wasn't that large. We had it was kind of a smaller. It was a flat screen, mm-hmm. but it's it was kind of on the smaller side and shit. But we definitely just it, it got me back into it. And like, I think there was probably seven of us there. At the time in the living room, just watching it, and it got me hooked back into it. I'm like, "Fuck yeah, this is the stuff." Yeah, it's and a then good COVID time. COVID happened, and then all of a sudden, it's like, "Damn it!" Yeah, like, yeah, it's a good time though. Like, you know, we we uh, we'll have people over our house uh, for usually WrestleMania, uh, Royal Rumble, and uh, SummerSlam, and Ooh. we we've got a couple friends who are just into it generally, but we've have other friends that we've managed to hook because they've never even thought twice about wrestling. Like, Why don't you come over and check it out? And by the time they leave, they're like, that was really fun. That We should do that again. And uh, my friend my friend uh, turns Royal Rumble into a bit of a... Uh, um, he turns it into a game. So basically, we all pick numbers and stuff. And so out of the 30 people who come in, come through, you get three numbers. And then whoever has the winning number gets like some scratch tickets or something. So it's a good oh, time. I like it, man. I like it. Um, I'm looking at the time now, and I want to say thank you for being very patient for this. Because <laughs> I'm oh, looking no at problem, how long man. we've been talking. I was like, oh, shit. Um, I don't want to take too much of your time today. Uh, Clay, I just want to say thank you for coming on, though. This has been a blast. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate you having me. I mean, anytime 
you know, shoot me, shoot me a line. I'll come back. I, you, you put a microphone in front of me. I'll talk for an hour. I do three podcasts. I, I, it's, it's clearly something that I like to do. <laughs> really? I don't know. <laughs> the next we, one of these times that you have me on, ask me one question and see if I can talk for an hour without getting the second question. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be amazing. I, I kind of oh, kind of want to take that challenge. You have no idea. Uh Oh, Clay, what are some things coming up, though? Because I want to give the mic to you a little bit here, pun intended. Uh, but things coming up that you can talk about. You talked a little bit about shit, but things mm-hmm. that people can go pick up, you know, promote yourself a little bit here, man. Well, like I said, uh, I'm on a few podcasts. The uh, Star Trek podcast I do is called The Penske File. We're in the middle of uh, season two of Star Trek Voyager. We've done uh, pretty much everything else. That's our last s- series of the original series that that we have to do. And we do um, the new stuff on Patreon, like the the Picard show and Strange New Worlds and stuff like that. We'll cover on Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash the Penske file. And uh, the the Batman podcast is called the Bat-Ass po- podcast, B-A-T-T-A-S-S, where uh, Sean Murphy and I go through Batman the Animated Series. The horror movie podcast is the Rotten Horror Picture Show, where we talk about movies off the Rotten Tomatoes 200 Best Horror Movies of All Time list. And on top of all that, uh, if you want to get some of my comics, right now, both, uh, is this going up relatively soon? Either today or tomorrow, actually. Okay. Right now, the first issue of Batman White Knight Presents the Red Hood is on shelves. It's uh, one of two. The second issue comes out at the end of, I think it's the last week of August. So August is kind of bookended by uh, by my, my Red Hood book which is uh, I'm very excited about. So I think that's probably it. Oh, and also my graphic novel, Bloody Hell, is available. Uh, if, if it's not at the store, you can get it from the publisher, which is A Wave Blue World. And I think their website is awbw.com. It should be on there. But uh, yeah, I think that's it at the moment. Sweet. Where can people find you at on social media? Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at c mccormick 414 so c m c c o r m a c k 414 and uh, if you're in the boston area i'm going to be at fan expo boston this weekend so uh come nice. by and say hi nice well like i said clay thank you for coming on also i'm really curious to see what you would have to say about the new star trek shows like picard and all that well head over to patreon.com slash the pesky i'm really i actually oh man uh, and I'll put it on record now too, Clay. If you ever have anything else coming out, like you got that indie project you're working on at the moment here, your very own thing, you want to come on and promote it, just let me know when. Just awesome. send, shoot Thanks, me an email. Yeah, appreciate it. Of course. All right. Well, I'll let you go, Clay. You have a good one. Okay, good man. Thank you again for coming on. It's been a blast. Oh, thanks so much. I enjoyed it. Goodbye. <laughs>